Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. And together we are Two, two sober, sober Chicks. Welcome to part ten. 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 Wait, of Bill's story. Let me make sure. Yes. This is part ten of Bill's story in our big book study series. And we're picking up on page nine. We stopped at Drinkers Are Like That. So we're at the second paragraph on the page, starting with the door open. And this is pick up? Bill opening the door to his old drinking buddy, Ebby Thatcher, who he's already amazed is sober. The yeah. door opened and he stood there fresh skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. He was inexplicably different. What had happened? Yeah. Still, it doesn't say still that is my commentary i pushed a drink across the table <laughs> he already knows the guy's sober i pushed a drink across the table he refused it disappointed but curious i wondered what had gone into the fellow he wasn't himself come what's all this about i queried he looked straight at me simply but smilingly he said i've got religion I still dun, think it's so dun. bizarre that that comment. Yeah. I was aghast. Is that how they said it in the day? Mm. I got religion. Maybe that's a southern thing. I don't know. No, they were in this New York. Okay, continue. I was aghast. Yes. So that was it. Last summer, an alcoholic crackpot. Now I suspected a little cracked about religion. He had that starry-eyed look. Yes, the old boy was on fire, all right, but bless his heart, let him rant. Besides, my gin would last longer than his preaching. Mm. But he did no ranting. In a matter-of-fact way, he told me how two men had appeared in court persuading the judge to suspend his commitment. They had told of a simple religious idea, step two, and a pr- which they didn't call it back then, by the way, and a practical program of action, which is steps three to twelve, That was two months ago, and the result was self-evident. It worked. He had come to pass his experience along to me, if I cared to have it. I think that's important. I was shocked, but interested. Certainly I was interested. I had to be, for I was hopeless. Okay, let's pause there. Okay. Um, Okay, one of the things. And that's step uh, 12. He had to come. He had come to pass his experience along to me. That's the step 12. Definitely. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. that written down too. That's at the bottom of page nine. He had come to mm-hmm. pass his experience along to me, step 12. Um, mm-hmm. In a matter of fact way. So this is Ebby in a matter of fact way, one alcoholic relating to another. He's telling his story. So he is sharing his experience, strength and hope with Bill across the table while Bill is drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is, he is also experienced, uh, sorry, sharing Uh, what we like to say, what he was like, what happened, and what he is like today, like how he has changed as a result of, in this case, it was his religion. He took some steps. um, And what he took were six steps, because that's what the Oxford group did back then. They did six steps to recovery, which Bill in the first 64 changed to um, 12 steps. Um, So he's telling him, and this also talks about the 12th step work of the other men, those two men. Yeah. 
Roland Hazard and do you know the other guys? Can't Amy. remember. This is the three men, like the dude in the bed with the two guys in the chair beside him. Right? No, that is Bill and Bob oh. and um Bill D, Bill Dodson, the third okay. alcoholic. It that's my recollection anyway. Ask your sponsor. She's got a little more time than us. Um, I think that's the way it goes. Bill W., Dr. Bob, and Bill Dodson is the man in the bed. Um, yeah, so it talks about these two guys who go to court. You know, now they do this silly thing called court verification. Like anyone could sign that fucking sheet of paper and say, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so-and-so was at an AA meeting. I have never, when I've been a secretary, never had a court office call me and say, hey, did show so and I don't think they know how AA works. Um, I've never had them call and verify court verification. So that's kind of funny. But back in the day, alcoholics actually went to court with you to vouch for you if you had been showing up at meetings and doing the steps and showing a demonstration of change, right? That's true verification. I can verify that. I can vouch for you then because I see you at a meeting every week. Yeah. I can't vouch you by signing a stupid piece of paper. That's why our, our group doesn't do that, which is uh, each group is autonomous and you can or cannot do it. That's up to your group conscience. Mm -hmm. Um. Anything else you want to say about these couple of Yeah, programs? I think this is a divine moment because he is shocked but interested. To me, mm -hmm. that is the hand of God allowing the Holy Spirit to move you. Because how many of us, when I, I can guarantee you, every single time I was drunk, if somebody were to talk to me about my drinking or getting sober, I would not have been interested. That would have been the, the last thing that would have occurred to me. So that's yeah. why when drunks come to our meetings... It upsets some people, but I'm like, holy shit, come on in and sit down. Yep. Even drunk you knows that you got a problem and you need a solution. Yes. That is a divine moment. You do not interrupt. Um, and I also like uh, they had told of a simple religious idea, which we've changed to a spiritual idea mm -hmm. and a practical program of action. Underline and highlight that practical program of action we forget how simple this program is here's some instructions all you got to do is follow the instructions and repeat it's a daily program of action and that is what builds that connection that conscious not unconscious but it's a conscious meaning it's a choice that you get to make every day am i going to connect with the power or not mm. and i know when i'm not doing it because I'm at dis-ease with the rest of the world. So make sure that part is underlined. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Hey, go read on. So now we're at the top of page 10. He talked for hours. Childhood memories rose before me. I could almost hear the sound of the preacher's voice as I sat on still Sundays way over there on the hillside. There was that pro-offered temperance pledge I never signed, my grandfather's good-natured contempt for some church folk and their doings, his insistence that the spheres really had their music, but his denial of the preacher's right to tell him how he must listen, 
his fearlessness as he spoke of these things just before he died. These recollections welled up from the past. They made me swallow hard. Okay. Do you have um, comments about this paragraph? Because I don't. So, uh, proffered temperance pledge is a pledge volunteering abstinence from alcohol. I guess we got that one. But the the spheres really had their music. His grandfather is insisting that there's a harmonious power underlying everything. So uh, he is talking about spirituality. And a belief in something greater. Yes, but he's his- resented his preacher telling him what it must look like. <laughs> right. Okay. Got it. Um, and then he talks about that wartime day in old Winchester Cathedral came back again, which he talks about at the beginning of his story when he was about the dog girl on the tombstone. Uh, here lies a Hampshire grenadier who caught his death drinking cold, small beer. A good soldier is ne'er forgot whether he dieth by musket or by pot, which he calls his ominous warning, right. alluding to what's going to happen to him with his um, alcoholism. Right. Okay. I had always believed in a power greater than myself. I had often pondered these things. I was not an atheist, which is someone that does not believe in God. Few people really are, for that means blind faith in a strange proposition that this universe originated in a cipher, meaning out of nothing, and aimlessly rushes nowhere. My intellectual heroes, the chemists, the astronomers, even the evolutionists, suggested vast laws and forces at work. Despite contrary indications, I had little doubt that a mighty purpose and rhythm underlay all. How could there be so much of precise and immutable law and no intelligence? I simply had to believe in a spirit of the universe who knew neither time nor limitation, but that was as far as I had gone. With ministers... And the world's religions, I parted right there. When they talked of a God personal to me, who was love, superhuman strength and direction, I became irritated and my mind snapped shut against such a theory. To Christ, I conceded the certainty of a great man, not too closely followed by those who claimed him. His moral teaching, most excellent. For myself, I had adopted those parts parts which seemed convenient and not too difficult the rest i had disregarded okay just pause for a second um i want to go back just to page 10 and i've highlighted these things power greater than myself Mm -hmm. spirit of the universe Mm -hmm. and god god personal to me who was love Mm. superhuman strength and direction That sounds like a God I can get behind love, Mm -hmm. you know, all powerful and something that can guide me and Mm -hmm. give me direction. Um, And then I have, (laughs) I became irritated and my mind snapped Mm -hmm. shut against such a theory. Gosh, that, that describes this alcoholic full of intolerance, judgment uh, and a closed mind. Um, So thank God for that willingness uh, and that desire um, to get sober because it helped to open my mind. And um, this part here, for myself, I had adopted those parts which seemed convenient 
and not too difficult. The rest I disregarded. That would also sum up and describe my first years in early sobriety. (laughs) You know, adapting the parts which seemed convenient and not difficult and disregarding the rest. So in other words, probably disregarding the, you know, the things I should have regarded in high esteem, uh, the suggestions I should have taken and followed, um, instructions I should have taken. I disregarded them, which is why I struggled. Mm Mm-hmm. Continue. The wars which had been fought, the burnings and chicanery, which means trickery, that religious dispute had facilitated made me sick. I honestly doubted whether, on balance, the religions of mankind had done any good. Judging from what I had seen in Europe and since, the power of God in human affairs was negligible. The brotherhood of man a grim jest. If there was a devil, he seemed the boss universal, and he certainly had me. Ooh, that's a paragraph. Yeah. All right. Let's break that down. Um, I just think that so many people disregard religion because of bad religious people. And yes. that if you do know anything about church history, you will know that more good than bad has been done all. But I have to say the bad is very, very, very bad because I don't know anything that is worse than crimes done in the name of God. Spiritual abuse is, is a very real thing for anyone that knows what church abuse is. And it's awful. And it is of the devil. It is not of God. It is of the devil. However, I think it points us to that part in the big book that talks about contempt prior to investigation. Um, Really, as addicts that end up on the steps of a 12-step program, we have absolutely no right to have contempt for anything other than our own debauchery, Mm. which, listen, it is not our fault and we did not give our addictions to ourselves, but it is our responsibility once we come to even in the smallest sense. And so just putting aside our judgments about whatever we think religion and God is and looking at a group of people that quite obviously have figured it out is probably your best bet because just because it's difficult, it doesn't mean you shouldn't press in just because you don't agree. It doesn't mean you shouldn't listen. Um, where is it here? The power of God in human affairs was negligible. Um, so I was one of those people too, who would use things like Julie talked about, uh, wars that have been fought, the, the, um, uh, what is it? The, uh, the cleansing, the wars that they did. If you didn't believe in Christianity, ethnic cleansing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, myself as a gay person, conversion, uh, many therapy. Yep. Yep. Many churches, uh, especially down in the South in the States did conversion therapy to try to change people from who they were. Um, and so I would look at that and be like, okay, yeah, you want me to, no, I don't agree. Look at what, look at what religion has done. Um, and I remember when I first met Julie and I do believe our relationship is divinely appointed. Um, just like when someone asked me to sponsor them, I think that's also divinely appointed. Um, 
somebody has come to me and, and said, Hey, I, I like what you have. And I, and I want what you have. Um, and I can't remember what page it's on. Uh, but there's a line in the big book. My, my sponsor always <laughs> brought to me. I'm like, Hey, I've met this woman at, at an AA meeting and I like her. Um, but, <laughs> but she's a bit of a Jesus freak. Mm. Oh, I'm not so down with that. And he would always say, Lisa, make use of what religious people bring to the table. Right. Um, and that's things like faith, trust, um, there was another word I was thinking of faith, trust anyway. Um, hope. and so hope prayer, that's the other word I was looking uh. for prayer. Cause I was not down with prayer either. And I really struggled with that. And you were one of those people who helped me, uh, pray with simplicity, uh, learn how to just have a conversation with God. I thought it had to be this sort of really religious thing. And, uh, I've learned to, you know, God's my friend. I've learned to have a conversation mm -hmm. with God. And sometimes it goes like, hey, fucker, <laughs> what the fuck? Ouch. Um, yeah. And then other times it's like, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Or, yeah, that really sucked. I didn't like how you how, how that worked out. I don't like your plan, but I accept it. I don't need to approve of it in order to accept it. So mm -hmm. I have a relationship today with God. And in great part, uh, that has a lot to do with you. Um, mm -hmm. The other line that sticks out to me is, um, where is it? The power of God in human affairs was negligible. Mm -hmm. I used to think that because people behave badly, where's God in that? Where mm -hmm. was God mm -hmm. when all these wars were going on? Still today, wars are going on. Look what's happening around the world. Mm -hmm. There are there are murders and genocides happening right now in other countries. Um, and what I have learned is that God has nothing to do with those things. We as humans have free will. Mm -hmm. And this unfortunately is what some people do with their free will. They try to exert forceful power over others to take over, to have control. And God has nothing to do with that. It's not that God is negligible, right? It's just like when I used to pray for God to murder certain people. <laughs> <laughs> People, people that had harmed me. Hey, could you take this one out for me? Didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And then I would pray for someone to be saved. And it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not my will be done. Yeah. It's God's will be done. I don't know the reason, the purpose mm -hmm. between someone's time span on this planet or not. Mm -hmm. So who am I to judge? Um, I think there's a there's a place in the big book where it says, who am I to say that there is no God? Yeah, it does. Okay. And I think that's all I have on that. Okay. Uh, but my friend sat before me and he made the point blank declaration that God for him, what he could not, God had done for him, what he could not do for himself. His human will has failed. Doctors had pronounced him incurable. Society was about to lock him up. Like myself, he had admitted complete defeat. Then he had, in effect, been raised from the dead, suddenly taken from the scrap heap to a level of life better than the best he had ever known. Had this a power originated in him? Obviously, it had not. There had been no more power in him 
than there was in me at that minute, and this was none at all. That floored me. It began to look as though religious people were right after all. Here was something at work in a human heart, which had done the impossible. My ideas about miracles were drastically revised right then. Never mind the musty past. Here sat a miracle directly across the kitchen table. He shouted glad tidings, great tidings. Mm. I think that um, that's where a lot of people you'll hear the room uh, in the rooms uh, were all miracles. I think that's where it originates. Here sat a miracle Mm -hmm. directly across the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. Um, That the last two couple paragraphs, three paragraphs that you just read from um, promise after promise, after promise, after promise, Mm -hmm. God had done for him what he could not do for himself. Human will had failed him, right? Doctors had pronounced him incurable. Society was going to lock him, lock him up. He had admitted complete defeat. And yet here's the promise. He had been raised from the dead, taken from a scrap heap, not not just taken from a scrap heap and things are okay. Now dust you off and you'll survive, but taken to a level of a life better than the best he had ever known. Promise, 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 promise. Yeah. Absolutely. We know people who were living. I know a person. I know many people, but this one always has stood out to me um, who was living under a bridge and her flip flops were so deeply embedded into her feet. They had to be surgically removed. And if you saw her now, she looks like a rich lady that probably has never done a day's work in her entire life. (laughs) No lady, but like it's we see people delivered all the time from alcoholic insanity into lives that are better than they've ever known. Walk into any AA meeting. They're miracles. We're all miracles. And what did we do? I'm going to get sober. No, it was God, please help me. Literally. That's like the whole point of the steps is God, please help me. And then all of a sudden miracles. Right. Yeah. It's not a self-help program and we forget that. So come back to these pages. God can do for you what you cannot do for yourself when human will has failed you because you're here. So obviously your human will has failed you and God can help you. That power doesn't originate within us, but we ask for it and suddenly it's there. It appears. Mm -hmm. Ask for it and ye shall receive. Um, I think we should stop there because this is a long chapter and there's, you know, the next couple of pages are quite rich too. So we got a lot to dig through in the next uh, four or five remaining pages. And it's a good place to end. He shouted great tidings. It's a nice, positive, uplifting, encouraging place to end. Yeah. And on a high note. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. It's good to see your face. It's nice to see you. Sully is probably very grateful because I know he has to pee. (laughs) It's time to go. Yeah. He's been incessantly bothering me underneath this desk for about a half an hour. I'm just waiting to hear the noise of pee falling out of his little dinky. <laughs> All right, Sully, you can go for your walk now. Um, thank you so much to you for joining us uh, on another edition of Two Sober Chicks and continuing on as we take you through the big book as our sponsors have taken us through. One line, one paragraph, one page at a time. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Thanks for joining us on Two Sober Chicks.